today on episode 65 of the Home of Play podcast. Are true PlayStation exclusives dead and gone? PlayStation seemingly walks back on its belief in generations, and God of War is pushed back to 2022, surprising absolutely no one. All that and more. Let's get some intro song. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 65 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday, the three today, best friends, join forces to give you all the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, and reviews. And that is because we're the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Steven. With me, I'm joined by the king of platinum trophies himself, Christopher. Hello, hello. Alongside Christopher, we also have the 60 frames of Cordis. Cordis. <laughs> Cordis the tortoise. <laughs> The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include any of that bias or pay for opinion stuff that you do not need here. Because of this, that allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free if you enjoy it at your leisure. We only ask that you help support the show by telling your friends, family, and even elves about the podcast and that they can find all your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we are growing, and it's all because you lovely gaming homies helping to spread the cost of the power word of mouth. If any of you have comments, questions, or complaints, we want to hear from you. Please leave any of those at our email address at homoplaypodcast at gmail.com. And we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we discuss all the news that we got from a PlayStation blog article. On today's episode, we have six news articles to discuss. But first, as always, let's begin with what we've been doing since last week, starting with Curtis. Since it's been a while, like it's not even last week, it's been a while since I was on. I had a lot more time with RE8. So. That was completed. I think I was already done the last time. But I did as much of the, the side things as I can do. I did the hard difficulty Village of Shadows. I did not do the knife run. And I don't feel like it because... Uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, still dabbling away at uh, GTA Five. Kind of stopped a lot actually when RE8 came out. Other than that... There hasn't actually been a lot of games. There's a lot that I want to play, but I haven't bought them yet. And I'm kind of sad about that because I'm poor. But, <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, yeah, it's been other than RE8 beforehand. It hasn't really been a whole heck of a lot right now. The knife run is actually uh, pretty easy if you use the Karambit knife. I heard that, yeah. It does, yeah, it does like five times more damage than the regular knife or something. Maybe four times more. You can pretty much kill everything in like one hit on casual, except for like the bosses. Okay, challenge accepted. I maybe might actually do it now. Yeah, it's pretty easy. The hardest guy in the whole game, I'm going to get into potential spoilers, is the um, the section where you don't play as the main character. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the um, gooped up tall giant guy with the hammer. You got to kill him with a knife instead of using the attack from the stars <laughs> the hammer of dawn <laughs> the hammer of dawn yeah so yeah that was like probably the hardest thing um it can take like seven minutes of slashing at him so God. yeah and you, if you hit the right you gotta hit the right spot That's but it's impossible. not hard it's just time consuming yeah so. even on casual like your guy being all juiced up basically i'm pretty sure it'll be fine yeah you just gotta be careful and Constantly, when you do a section, just go to the challenges section and make sure the knife section, like the the mission, doesn't have a one on it. If it does, yeah. then just reload your save file. I think I had that once or twice. It was like an accidental kill with like a because there are some sections where you have to use the gun to like kill an object or something. Well, it's so, basically just to make sure you don't hit an enemy with a gun, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So there, it, it's yeah. That's that's the easy one. Doing the mercenary stuff. Yeah. I'm going to pass on that. Chris, what have you been doing? So to jump off what Curtis was talking about, I actually finished all the mercenary challenges and that was, oh my God, very painful. Um, the first four challenges, the trick is to just use the sniper rifle pretty much. Just fully upgrade it. That one's not as bad. The second harder difficulty versions of those maps surprisingly enough you have to combine ability perks with your knife uh there's one ability that like does your knife damage does like 10 times damage and it is stackable not i don't think with the same perk but you can there's another perk that gives you like five time net 
five times damage. So then you could do way even more and there's like close range damage. So it just took multiple attempts and eventually grinded my way through them. It was, it was, it's not as fun when it's like pretty much that's like really this, the way they you want, they want you to do the challenge or at least to get the high ratings. There could be a way to do it with the guns, but I don't know. Like you don't do enough damage and to keep the combo going with a pistol or something. Uh, it's, ugh, it'd be painful. You only, um, you didn't need the highest possible rating, right? Like it's like triple S or you something. Need S. You only need S. Yeah. yeah, you only need S, but even that is not, mm. some of them are doable, but it, it can take multiple attempts. How, did, once you how get do we flow. rank that again? Is S, S is above quadruple A, right? <laughs> yeah. yes. Every show. Yes. No, Every show. <laughs> it, it could be five A's and S is still above Okay. It. <laughs> but then you need two S's. No. So, yeah, you only need S rating, but even then, it's, it's still a bit of a grind to try and get those. Um, so, other than that, uh, just a reflection of what we talked about last week. Steve and I did commit to our purchases of the sales. Oh, so yeah. I, 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 I did pick up uh, Demon Souls and uh, the new Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, oh. did, didn't try um, the Spider-Man yet, uh, but I did try Demon Souls. Uh, I did the first two bosses, so the one with the what was he called? Balax. 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 Yeah, where it's like the, yeah, bl- like the blob with all the shield guys around him. I did that, mm-hmm. uh, and then easy. I did the yeah, and then I did the the tall giant dude with the shield. The tower giant, I believe it's called. Yeah, it took me a little while to figure hey. out that you could knock him down. That guy is realize. supposed to be way later. Well, no, like that game. Demon Souls is a weird one where there is no linear structure. Like, I've I've seen a lot of recommended playthroughs where they're like, okay, start in this um, Arc Stones like first level, then go to the different Arc Stones first level, then do oh, yeah. two in this Arc Stone. But there is no like coherent like you know obvious path, right? So the right. way Chris is doing it, you can easily you can do that. You can Arc Stone one. Uh, one through four, whatever levels, then go Arkstrong two, one through four. It's very weird. And sometimes it feels like that is kind of necessary because I remember the walkthrough I was going through kind of said, like, kill this one, but then go to Arkstone four. But that one's hard. Like, you know, I get why they wanted me to go there. There's a certain weapon there that's OP, but like, it, it's hard at the start. <laughs> like, you, you can die one hit again. Mm hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I've been having fun with that one. Um, I haven't jumped on it too, too much yet, but I was happy because there was one dude in that first area. His face is like a red fire and he's got a spear. I, it's just, I think it's just a regular guy, but he's like a, a harder guy. Yeah. He's, the he's guarding, a, version, yeah, he's guarding yeah. like a locked door that I still haven't figured out what you do with, but he killed me in like one hit when I ran at him and I'm like, Oh, okay. I want to do it this way. So then I went back there and I got him to chase me to an area and then had him fall off a ledge. <laughs> <laughs> so that was always fun. So success. Cheese um, when you can cheese. That's my saying. <laughs> right? But I'm not uh, against it. The one the one problem I had with the game was uh there's a part where um she's not called the the what's her name? The girl that lets you level up. Oh, the keeper. I you yeah, you said something. she was the doll or something. I can't remember. Well, no. She's like you have to go talk to I can't remember Maiden? what the word was. Yeah, she is the maiden, but before she lets mm. you level up, she tells you to go talk to somebody. Oh, start, yeah, start with a P or something. Yeah. And then and then I'm like, okay. So that I couldn't find that it looks like a it's with all those dolls, or they look yeah. like dolls. One of them's alive. I think they're supposed to be corpses, right? Yeah, something I think they, they could be died. corpses. They're yeah, small though. Um anyways, I didn't realize one of them was alive. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, okay. So I went back to the game and kept going. I'm like, when do you get to level up your character? Because this is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, sitting on five million souls. I know. Like, I'm like, I finished the first boss and I still can't level up. That seems weird to risk you losing your souls. And then eventually mm-hmm. I did another run and found that you could talk to the one and he explains the story and it was like, oh, okay. Now I can level up. So that was fun. It was just weird because I took out both the first two bosses without losing all my souls. <laughs> <laughs> or leveling up, apparently. <laughs> or leveling up, yeah. I couldn't, because I, I didn't know how. I'm like, I'll just keep building. <laughs> I didn't die very often. I was pretty proud of myself, so. Um, other than that, uh, more Mass Effect, uh, the second one. Uh, still enjoying that one. It's just got to find the right time to play it. And 
uh, I, I like that one just the way with the the upgrades of your weapons and stuff. I like that a lot more than the first one. So uh, I think. Oh well, there's one other thing we did on console. I'll leave that to you to talk about. And yeah. then on PC, uh, one of my buddies was bored the other day, and we ended up downloading uh, Risk Global Domination. So we, we ended up playing up a couple rounds of that. It was fun. The game's technically free, but it makes you like only have certain tokens to play. And so eventually you will run out. But if you have Amazon Prime, uh, you can link the two uh, things together and it gives you free currency, which ends up giving you enough currency to purchase the game. <laughs> so, so weird. I mean, the only reason you would have enough currency, though, is because the game was on sale, like 15% off or something. So I don't know. It was just goofy. So I was just having... I think we watched something recent. I can't remember what it was, but the joke was basically like one of the guys complaining that the party couldn't go all night long. It couldn't possibly. And then the guy pulls out a risk board and he's like, oh, <laughs> like as soon as you said risk, that's all I could think about is like, well, here goes like a freaking work shift. Yeah. And then some of my other buddies were bored and we played a little bit of PUBG, which we haven't played in ages. Uh, and I guess if you don't play the game for a while, like there's new seasons that start. They added bots to the game. <sighs> Whatever. Uh, I guess that filters out a little bit more of the cheaters. So we we ended up playing a couple rounds, and I guess because we hadn't played in such a long time, it put us up, up against way more bots. So we were kind of wrecking, which made us feel good <laughs> for once. So that was good. Um, but otherwise, yeah, that's pretty much my week, other than the one thing you're going to talk about. Yeah, so we went to my week, and what did I do? I played more Tsushima. Uh, I think I got to Act 3 now, so I'm basically almost done my uh, New Game Plus playthrough and then uh oh i did start trying to play horizon zero dawn again uh basically got back to where i was before i stopped playing the last time which wasn't very far it's like first five hours of the game and i kind of feel like not playing again uh i still just can't get into the game honestly i don't know what it is i do think it's something to do with the combat i think it's a little too simplistic for me and none of it's like you know hitting like when I talk about Tsushima, like the love I have for the swordplay in that game, it's just like, in, in my opinion, it's a technical marvel. You know, it's very much almost Dark Souls esque, where it's like, hey, you got to parry, you got to do this, dodge. But there's multiple ways of doing things. Like, you don't have to use the bone arrow, but that will assist you in stealth or just general action. There's a lot of times where I'd roll away, headshot someone that's annoying in the background, go back to swordplay. And it just gave you a lot of options where I feel like Horizon. I don't feel those those options. It is roll, shoot, roll, shoot. And that is how you play that game. And yeah, you can start stealth, but most of the time, like that only gets you, you know, one kill and maybe there's a lot of things that you can't kill just through stealth anyway. So uh, I did, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure maybe the further I got in, the more I enjoy it. But, you know, right now it's, it's, it's weighing heavily on just story keeping me going. And I just feel like the story's not quite there to you know pull me the whole way when gameplay is giving me nothing but you know again my opinion i'm sure some people it's clearly got fans it's sold millions and millions of copies all that stuff uh so i won't spend too much time on that and then the big one my end of the commitment that me and chris were talking about was that i got it takes two uh i promised we'd play it for a while now we didn't <laughs> so finally bought it me and chris spent a good chunk i would say a couple a hours you yeah, at least four hours, and uh, I I can't speak for Chris, but uh, my expectations weren't really set in any way, so I didn't know what to expect in general, and uh, I had a great time. Uh, you know, we haven't beaten it, so I, I can't really say like how I would score it, but uh, I want to go back to it. I was having fun. We were laughing, and I think that's all good things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I would know. second that. It, I thought the game looks really good for what it is. Yeah, um, it's like I wish all the Telltale games would look like that. That's kind of one thing that we mentioned. Is like I, if, if they looked at that quality, that would be like really good for Telltale. Yeah, and I think you know they going don't further anymore. what you're saying. It's it's not you know the most technical you know 4K uh, textures blowing your mind, but what it, it so it's like yeah, it doesn't look like Demon Souls or something or Returnal. But it is very sharp. I think that's the one thing we noticed yeah. is like the edges were very sharp. It's fine. Um, and it still looks good. And like 
said it's fun the characters are interesting i i don't know where they're going to exactly go with this i haven't i can't really catch on with the storyline so far of how everything's going to get solved and wrapped up quickly but who knows we i don't know how much we really even have left uh the only thing i was surprised about is like we've really been doing everything cleaning up everything and we only have one trophy <laughs> so i think that's a little yeah. frustrating well, I can't get trophies, I guess, using the friend pass. It doesn't seem to work. But I think my biggest complaint so far is maybe the amount of content in the game. Because it's like, it, it seems like it's got a, a solid story. Um, the gameplay is quite fun, like with the different mechanics. You get different gears and different yes. weapon between each section. Um, but there's no, like, the collect the collector in me. There's no, like, collectibles or anything that we've come across, which is usually sometimes fun or something you could do in-game challenges there's like mini games that you could play against each other like we were playing uh that gopher game where steve had the mallet and he had to try to hit where i would pop out of there's like tug of war a couple other mini games we've come across but they're like we try them like once or twice and it's like okay this this just seems out of place for the game like why is this here um but yeah i mean for the most part the story and the the like the in-game challenges have been fun so Yeah, I think we've been joining it. I would say we want to continue. Uh, I got a lot of co-op to do because we got to get through that. And then I would like to join you at some point with Demon Souls. Yes. I always love that kind of multiplayer. I don't know if I've unlocked that aspect yet. I think I, I got like the stone. After the first one, yeah. I think after you beat the first boss, it, you're kind I, of yeah, on th- the right path to unlocking it. I think I have the item. But is it done differently in the first one? Because like in the other ones, you, you, you have the white soapstone and you put it on the ground. Is it different in this one? Do you know? Have I haven't even it? tried, honestly. Yeah, okay. uh, I've been so far playing exclusively offline. Okay. Um, well, I'll have to try it out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think we get talked enough about this. Uh, I think we've eaten up a good 20-minute chunk here. Yeah, we so only have six just... articles. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But some of them are rant-worthy. Uh, so, anyway, we're going to move on to the news. Starting with article number one. Sony really wants you to use the PlayStation app. This one comes from Game Informer. Team Blue confirmed that a few more features are being slashed from the PlayStation site, including removing access to your game, sorry, one word, game (laughs) library. In the new blog update from Sony, the company confirmed that my PlayStation will no longer be supported, which limits the following features. Games, library, (laughs) (laughs) parties, friends, trophies, profile information. The above features will still be accessible via PS4, PS5 consoles, as well as the PS app that continues to see more modernized updates. They're taking my friends away. (laughs) They hate communities. The removal of my PlayStation will be finalized on June 28. Uh, Alongside the removal of PS Vita messaging service back in April, Sony also removed PlayStation communities from PS4 systems, though you can still access it through the app as well. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I didn't even know this existed. I don't think I've ever used a PlayStation website since you know, back in the PS3 days when that was the only way you could access the store. And that was early PS3 days, not later when they implemented the store and it took only like 19 minutes to load. Uh, But uh, we don't have to get into that. So what are your thoughts, Chris? Are you sad that you're losing all these features? (laughs) All these features that I use on the regular? Uh, No, I don't use them very often. I think the only time was when you were talking about back in the PS3 days, I did use the website. Um, You could also, you could make those like custom... I don't know, like banners with your like gamer tag and your trophies and stuff. And you could put it on like, I don't know, like oh, your yeah. your Reddit profile or different profiles. So I d- did right. have that set up yeah. for a while. So I suspect that this might break all those if people are still using those. But like that was like a brief period of time. Uh, and I haven't used the website features really at all. To be honest, when my phone accidentally goes to the website, I get mad at it. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why are you using the website? Use the mobile version or use the freaking app. So I, I don't think this is going to affect too many people. Um, no. Most people are already using their systems or even like the app. The app seems pretty good since the last big update. I like the new format of the app. The only thing is maybe the store I feel like is a little hard to find. Like if I want to add the new PlayStation Plus games of the month, I I feel like I have to dig a little bit to get to it. It's not like I feel like it should just be PlayStation Plus and there should be a button right there. Um, But I think you have to go like three buttons deep or something. So but anyways, yeah, I don't think uh, this is going to affect too many people that much, to be honest. So. Mm. And Curtis, did you ever use this website? I assume the answer is no. Uh, the only time I ever used the website was when I had account issues. 
I didn't oh, use yeah. it for like any mm. of those purposes, but oh, yeah. I'm getting a PTSD flashback from recently when I was trying to get my PS3 to work so I could download those PlayStation classics that I explained to Chris for like two hours because that's how long <laughs> the process took. Oh my you gosh. You guys think what the a- podcast is one hour. <laughs> <laughs> Look at our you recording time. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to edit it. <laughs> Uh, so that's not a big news story. So we're going to move on to kind of the more tantalizing news of the week. So this week we had a huge article posted on the PlayStation blog this week in an interview that they did with Herman Holst, the uh, head of Sony Studios. Uh, I think he is formerly from Guerrilla Games. And uh, anyway, it went into a bunch of stuff. So basically a lot of these articles are taken from that blog because let's face it, this week didn't have a lot of news, more rumors and speculations on E3, which we can get to later. Uh, so we're going to go on with this. Walking backwards, number two. Chris, do you want to take it? Yeah, so this comes from the PlayStation blog and a little bit of an intro for us here. Uh, in an interview recently published by the PlayStation blog, we got new and tantalizing information on what PlayStation Studios is currently working on. And some of the news doesn't sound all that great. Uh, PlayStation blog says, uh, how does PS4 factor into PlayStation Studios development vision? Uh, Is it still a focus internally uh, for future game development? Uh, Herman Holst says, it very much is. You can't build a community uh, of over 110 million PS4 owners and then just walk away from it, right? I think that'd be bad news for fans of PS4 and frankly, not very good business. Where it makes sense to develop a title for both the PS4 and the PS5, uh, for instance, for Horizon uh, Forbidden West or the next God of War uh, or Gran Turismo 7. Is that what GT7 is? Yeah. Uh, We'll continue looking at that. And if PS4 owners want to play that game, then they can. If they want to go on and play the PS5 version, then that game will be there for them. Uh, That being said, it's also very important to have showpieces for the PS5. I'm just thinking of some of the examples of the show pieces. <laughs> uh, okay. Hence the development of Returnal and Ratchet and Clank uh, that are exclusive to the PS5. Okay. So I think there's a lot to get into there. I'm just going to start with Curtis. Do you see anything wrong here, Curtis? <laughs> Do you I, see anything I, wrong? In what universe is Ratchet a better model than Kratos for an exclusive? I don't know why they think that even compares. This doesn't make sense because especially if you want to push the console sales, something like I understand something like God of War. Yes, it came out on PS4, but it's definitely one of those games that will push a console sale. Oh, yeah. And guess what? It's not doing to me now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Actually, because you bring that up, I can actually you're included in this number, but I already know just in like a day of that news dropping, like three people that told me like, oh, I don't need a PS5. Awesome. Saves me $500. Yeah. Hmm. Like, I mean, I we can get more into it. Like, I don't know. Like Chris, for instance, like, is this going to affect our PS5 games? Um, It depends. I think it depends on the developers and when they started making the game. If they've been, if they started making the game and the PS5 was like, they already had like their their uh, their test models or whatever they're called, uh, and they were working on it. I I don't know if it'll affect us as much. Um, to be honest, when I when I look at it, I I want it to say this game is for PS5 only, because uh, frankly, it just means they focused more on it. It's probably going to be a better game. It's going to run better, all that type of thing. But I could see how they would want to make it for both. I don't know. It depends. If we see that the game is being made for PS5 and then they're making reverse, not reverse, forward compatibility <laughs> to the PS4, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of thinking the Cross terminology. Gen? Cross-gen, I guess. Um, I don't know. Then I, I guess if they're focusing on the PS5 pri- prior, primarily, uh, then that's good. But I, I feel like their focus might be split a little bit, so... I feel like we might get a quality drop in some of the games. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unless, I, I mean... Oh, sorry, Curtis. <clears throat> unless you have something like Capcom doing RE8. Like, they did a decent job on your PS5 version. The PS4 version looked fine, and it just ran at a lower resolution. Like, if they can manage to pull that off. I know it didn't have the ray tracing or anything, and maybe that'll be the same thing. Maybe they can get that same quality that God of War had on PS4, 
and if even if it's a little bit better on PS5, because I I understand it could be better, because even you've played the the PS5 version of that, like it's obviously just I don't think textures are better. It's just frame rate, right? Oh, which game specifically? For, God, for God of War, sorry. Oh, God of War. Uh, yeah, they did patch it later. I haven't tried it, but yes, I believe they. If I'm not mistaken, I think they upped it to 60 frames, and there's a few other benefits, but it wasn't... I, oh, you know what? I think they put DualSense in it, too. But or there's the no graphical triggers. changes. Not that I'm aware of. I mean, you know, maybe a little more up I can't remember. We know the PS4 can handle it. Look at Ghost of Tsushima. Mm. Like, if, if they could keep pumping out PS4 games that are anything like that in quality, I'm, I keep doing it. Like, that, that that's impressive. No, hardly any load screens, and that's the PS4. It's that whole mindset of it's still it's still relevant, but it's at the end of its life cycle. So yeah. they know what it can do, and it's very easy to push it to its limits, whereas PS5 yeah. is still kind of early. And you you know it'll look better, but it's not going to be as good as it can be in five, seven years. And yeah. I'd like to jump in on that. And, you know, my I have a many arguments that we can take from many different directions. But, you know, going off of what you're saying where, you know, they know where the PS4 kind of maxes out. But I'm like, is that not a ball and chain for a oh, PS5 yeah. game? Absolutely. And I mean, because the PS5, like, I want to see its max. And I know, you know, I think we all know we've seen all these generations and, you know, you're getting the best of the best usually at the end of the console's life cycle, right? Mm-hmm. Last of Us Part 2, Ghost of Tsushima. I would argue Last of Us 2 looks better graphically. Um, than Sushima, but like, you know, as you were saying, there's some technical crazy stuff there, like how fast it was loading mm. and, uh, you know, what they were able to do with the environment, all that stuff. Uh, even the HDR on that on the Pro was probably good. I didn't have the TV that could take advantage of that at the time. Um, but yeah, kind of going with my point there, I just feel like, let's say Ratchet and Clank. That game can't work on the PS4 because that game, from what we're told heavily relies on the new SSD. Mm-hmm. Now, that's where I'm looking on and being like, okay, but could have God of War taken more advantage of this SSD? Could we have jumped into different... Because if we recall the first God of War, there's a lot of dimensional travel. There's different realms. Can Could have we had a better experience, a more fluid experience, if it was strictly PS5? And now, just like Resident Evil, I'm not sure, like, you know, we can talk about that too, but Resident Evil... Did it work on PS5? Absolutely. Did it look great certain times? But did the PS4 hold it back? Possibly. Yeah. And they hid loading times in Resident yeah. Evil 8, oh, like even yeah. on the PS5. Um, but, you know, they had to hide that because they couldn't truly take advantage of the SSD because of the cross-gen shenanigans. So it is going to affect every game we have, in su- yes. even if it's a game minor- mechanics. That's yes. It's going to affect the game mechanics of the game because they're going to have to try to come up with some weird way of loading, or they're going to input some sort of game mechanic to accommodate the PS remake, right? And they're going to put that in the PS4 because they're going to need to do it, but they're not going to make it a totally different mechanic for the PS5. They're just not going to do it because they they've never done that before. Why would they start doing that now? Oh, you'd have to put in so much extra work, and it costs so much more money, and we know. They don't like spending the money if they don't have to. So it's definitely going to affect that. And you know what? Another thing to point out, I think you mentioned it earlier, is it's going to affect the sales for sure. Because there's people who bought Xbox or uh, there's Xbox people who bought PS4s just for God of War. We know Mm -hmm. we know that's a fact. Uh, And the fact that they don't have to get a PS5 to play the next God of War, it's going to affect their console sales quite a bit, I think. Even, I do like, too, especially their Xbox, uh, like the shared market. But I, it's going to affect even their their, their hardcore base as well. I think. And, and so. I'm not going to go out there and say like, "Oh, PlayStation's going to lose its lead now." But like, it's still there's going. They are going to feel something. I'm not saying yeah. it's massive. I'm not saying it's going to ruin or put the company under. Um, but I, I do think it's sh- like I see how they're looking at it from a business perspective of like, well, we're going to sell more copies. There's more attachment rate now that we can you know, have, I can't remember the last number, but let's say 7 million PS5 units. Uh, but we also could sell to now 115 million PS4s. I'm like, okay, I see how you're doing that math. But if you want those big show-stopping numbers of coming out and being like, look how many PS5s we've already sold. We got more PS5s sold right now than we had PS4s with the same amount of time on the market. And I'm like, well, you're going to hurt that doing this. Ratchet and Clank is not, I don't, to me, I don't think that's a console seller. 
I mean, maybe well, we it's going to sell some, but it's not going to sell. Remember them all. two weeks ago when we were talking about uh, state of play views? Yeah, Ratchet and Clank was behind Demon Souls. It was behind Ghost of Tsushima, and that was even an older game. So yeah. you know, when the market's this hot and you're still not getting views like Ghost of Tsushima years ago, yeah, uh, yeah, that doesn't look well. One year ago, whatever, uh, it doesn't look that great. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like you can go from the business perspective. I just. I don't know. And then we can go into the other part where basically, I don't know about you guys, I sat through that entire GDC Mark Cerny tech demo of all the power the PS5 has. And we're going from 100 megabyte per second hard drive to 5.5 gigs per second hard drive and why that's absolutely necessary and pinnacle to making next gen titles. And now they're basically saying, but not really. Well, let's... Let's, let's look at it this way. Those those three example games that they have, Horizon, God of War, and Gran Turismo 7, all of those games, as far as I know, were at some point announced before PS5 was even announced or even rumored. Like God of War, because the way that they ended it, you could tell there you was going to be a new one. Yeah. Same thing with Horizon. I have a feeling, and I'm not sure, I might be pulling this out of my ass, but I thought it was announced before PS5. So because their development already started beforehand, there's already going to be a bottleneck. Yes and no. You also have to understand that a lot of these companies, you know, they know their timelines, especially first-party studios, right? So if you're God of War, you know you're not getting out before PS5. Yeah. So, uh, and your first party, I'm assuming you have a dev kit before anyone else, really. Um. So that's why a lot of these games can. I do agree with you, like Horizon, I've heard quite a bit that, like, they actually were trying to aim for, I think, PS4. They were hoping they'd still make it out before then. Probably didn't work out. So now, you know, I could see why that there's an argument there. But overall, I just think this just hurts everything. Um, you didn't have to make it. Like, I'm even okay with some of the games. You know, Miles Morales. Okay, whatever. That was launched. If you want to, you know, we've seen that even on the PS4, like how many you know battlefield 4 was ps3 and ps4 okay fine whatever upgrade plans here and there but like when you're talking about like what a year over a year like 2022 games exclusives and they're still coming out for ps4 i'm like when do i get to experience the full potential of my console yeah especially especially first type first party titles like Mm -hmm. that something that you know will absolutely sell it but we're you and me were talking about it before where Every PS5, they're losing money, right? Uh, they say up until a certain point. I can't remember. They said June or July. I think they're, they're saying the they're finally going to break even. But, yeah. but long after these titles are out. So even there, it's oh, not yeah. even a huge deal. But mm-hmm. if you can if you can reach to that audience already, okay, PS4 people like me, I'm... I And like I was saying before, I probably will still get a PS5 at some point. It might be before those games come out, if I can get one. But yeah, it's it's yeah, it's less enticing is if, if if it's not an exclusive, and that's the thing. Like they have to understand that yeah, money. If they can get more money by getting those other the PS4 people too, then who cares? It's just money. They're gonna fight themselves. Yeah. They'll be like God of yeah. War, the second one. We're gonna be out on this day, but on PS4, it's gonna be delayed two extra months. They'll make it self timed exclusive with their within their own company. Well, it's just like, you know, we go back and it's all the terminology too, right? Like, I mean, everyone's quoting it right now, but we believe in generations. Well, it's like, okay, that, and that is exactly why I called the story, like walking backwards, right? Like, you're just walking back on everything you've said. And don't get me wrong. Everyone does it right. Like Philip Spencer and how we want to be inclusive, but also we bought Bethesda. Now no one else is going to have Bethesda (laughs) games. You better have a PC or an Xbox. So Whatever, I guess we can move on. I think we've said everything we need to say, but it, I, I, how about this last question? Is this disappointing to you? Are you somewhat disheartened by hearing this? <sighs> yes, yes, but no, because it was yeah. fully expected. Yep, I'm there, yeah. Yes, but I would expect that this was coming anyway, so. It's too early in the, the PS5 way they've been flight going, cycle. Eh, not really. Uh, when you look at any other generation, you would never see an exclusive come out that's still cross-gen a year after release. Yeah, that, I, that is unexpected. The God of War And that's War why part, I yeah. hate that argument a lot of people have made online and they're like, well, you know, he's still got 115 people to service here with PS4s. I'm like, 
okay, but that didn't stop them from the, or, the their highest selling console of all time, PS2, moving to PS3. You know, Resistance didn't come out on PS2. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of uh, like how when you went back to the PS3 and you were looking at the store because you thought things were going to be taken away and you're like, holy <laughs> shit, they put a whole bunch of different stuff on here since, well, I don't know, who knows when, but well yeah. after you moved on to the PS4, right? So yep. it's like, they're, they're, eventually when they shut that store down for PS4, <laughs> you're going to go back to it and be like, holy shit, all this stuff came out on the PS4? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I think we hit all the points we need to. So we're just going to go continue on with the PlayStation blog conversation. Uh, this one is article number three. Sony Bend is taking another crack at an open world game. And uh, this one also, like I said, comes from PlayStation blog. Curtis. In the same interview by the PlayStation blog, we got a small idea of what is on the horizon for Sony Bend and its next IP. This comment from PlayStation blog, how important is the new IP for PlayStation Studios? A response from Herman Holst, the new IP is incredibly important to us. The new IP is the lifeblood of gaming, but the new IP is just one aspect of our strategy. Ultimately, I want PlayStation, PlayStation Studios to be fiercely daring, to take risks, I want us to continue to embrace the legacy of PlayStation, pushing the boundaries of gaming, keep making games that matter, games that probably wouldn't have been made anywhere else. And you know, Ben Studios is working on a very exciting new IP that they're very, very passionate about. They're building on the deep open world systems that they that yeah, they developed with Days Gone, so I'm really happy for Ben Studios. So there you go. We finally know what is happening with Ben Studio after they lost a lot of people. And on top of that, they were very unhappy to be forced to do Uncharted game. <laughs> and uh, so now they're allowed to go back to open world after being told two years ago that they can't work on a Days Gone 2. Uh, very weird. <laughs> I don't know why you'd say, hey, you know that open world game you released and then eventually fixed to a point that most people would say it's a good game, no less than a good game. Uh, you can't make a sequel to that. But two years later, sure, make an open world game. Mm. I heard it's going to be called The Gone Days. <laughs> yeah yeah and who knows maybe it's coming for pc as well as like curtis said uh are you guys excited at all like i can't remember i think only one of us here had played days gone yeah i like days gone i it, i i it was actually a little bit long which is a weird thing to complain about but I, that is a common complaint though with that game it, it goes on and it's a it's a very slow burn but i enjoyed mm. the story the characters the voice acting was very good the uh, zombie mechanics were fun crafting system all that kind of stuff it it's it was i enjoyed my time with it i had a lot of fun with it so did i want a sequel no but it's like mm. i would have taken one so i'm always excited by new ip don't get me wrong like anything that feels fresh and like okay we got a new idea i'm always interested whether mm. it, it, it connects to me or not like you know i i talked about at the start of the show horizon zero dawn didn't connect with me uh giving it another shake still doesn't connect but i'm still excited for new things to opportunities to try right mm -hmm. like um like curtis do you have any interest in days gone now it's on pc because i know you're the big pc guy here not really like it never really hooked when they first announced it and no i have no interest in it okay fair enough we move on because now we know what they're doing and it's not uncharted game hooray uh, so we're going to move on to number four. Are PlayStation exclusives a thing of the past? This one also comes from the PlayStation blog. Continue with the PlayStation blog interview. The topic of PC ports were brought up again. PlayStation blog asks, how does PC fit in the worldview of PlayStation Studios moving forward? Herman replies, we're still early in our planning for PC and Horizon Zero Dawn has been very successful. I think it shows that there's an appetite for gamers outside the PlayStation ecosystem to experience the amazing portfolio of games that PlayStation fans have enjoyed for years. But I want to emphasize that PlayStation will remain the best place to play your PlayStation Studio titles at launch. I just want to stop here and interject. That is a terrifying sentence. That really kind of sounds like at launch, how he's yeah. emphasizing that. Why do they have to Seems say like that? Seems like we're going to start seeing PS, like PS5, slash four and pc launch at the same time it's the best place to play it at launch well to me it just it's definitely him starting to like warm the waters to getting people ready for when they start basically revealing that these games are going to be date date playstation and pc either that or um, they're leaning heavily towards timed exclusives possibly that too i hope you're <laughs> kind of right but we'll see i'll continue 
but we do value PC gamers and will continue to look at the right times to launch each game. Ben Studio just released the PC version of Days Gone that Curtis has no interest in on May 18th. So that's about two years after the PS4 release. And I hope that a new set of fans can enjoy and will enjoy that title. And that's the goal. We want to reach new gamers who haven't yet experienced the great stories, characters, and worlds that we've built. Releasing games on PC will not come ever at the expense of building an exciting lineup of great console games. Uh, so there you go. It sounds like they're going to continue their pursuit of releasing PlayStation exclusives on PC. I don't think that surprised anyone. I, we know of Uncharted 4 still sounds like it's rumored to be the next uh, PC launch. But like we were kind of already talking about, it seems pretty straightforward that, yeah, we're going to start seeing PlayStation almost becoming like Microsoft in the sense that it's like, here's our game and we don't even have to say it anymore. It's coming, you know, PC and our console this date. Uh, I'm not saying this is happening tomorrow, but uh, I'm a little worried. Like, I don't know. There's an there's like a conversation online where I'm seeing a lot of people that are very upset that any of these games are coming to PC. And I, I don't want to put myself in that box. I don't really care. I'm more comfortable with the, you know, if it's a year old, like let's say days gone and you put it on PC later. Okay, cool. Like that's fine. Like they said, more fans, more people. And then business, Steve, you know, I'll put my business cap on. Maybe you entice some of those people to grab your console because they don't want to wait another year once the sequel comes out, right? You know, Horizon seemed like a no-brainer to me. You just gave them the old one that's, you know, four years old now. And then, boom, now when the sequel comes out in, you know, probably not 2021 holiday season, I still think 2022, uh, maybe they'll get a PS5 because they want to see where that story's going. Uh, I don't know, Chris, like maybe I'm reading into things. What do you think? I I'm not upset by this. I The people who are getting upset, I kind of want to know their situation. Like... A PC, like to play these games, you need a pretty decent PC. So you're putting in probably at well over $1,000, if not almost $2,000 to play these games like the way you like perfectly. So and to confirm. Yeah. So and to, to like be able to like say, oh, I'm so upset that a game that's two years old is coming on PC. I don't care. Like if, the, if, if, it's, if it's coming out on PC like a month after it got released on console then I might start saying stuff like, because mm, I'm someone who has that gaming PC and the console. So I could yeah. see me being like, I don't know if this is the right way to do this. But if, they st- if they're doing games that are two years, even a year old, like those games are forgotten in my head by now, unless you're Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> and I agree. I think that's kind of where I sit. I don't want them day and date. Uh, it's just, to me... The reason I think Sony is so successful right now is their exclusives talk the talk and they walk the walk. And if you're just going to become Microsoft where, you know, me and you have said this so many times, Chris, on the podcast itself, it's like, well, I'm not enticed to get a console from Microsoft no if I can just play it on my gaming PC. Yeah, because it'll, it'll look better point, and run better on PC. Exactly. And now if they're going to do a PlayStation, then why would someone like Curtis ever get a PlayStation 5? Yeah. And the only like reason no, would be is if the game takes two years to come out. Exactly. On if he had to wait a year even for God of War 2, then maybe he'd be more enticed to get a PS5 and not have to wait that additional year. Depends how bored he gets, I assume. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, let's you're, ask, taking let's, the words, you're taking the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> could I, you could ask Curtis right now. It, okay, Curtis. Is he here still? <laughs> 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 the game comes out on 2022 on PS4 and PS5. Um, but let's say the PC version confirmed it was coming out on 2024. Would you wait? I mean, you have a PS4, so you might that's, get that version. But yeah, would you would you be answer. willing to wait? Yeah, that like that's for God of War. That's one that's like a tough one to be. Let's like, say there's no Doom sequel coming out in the entire window. Yeah, <laughs> would you be more enticed? <laughs> I I would probably still get PS4. Just because I know there would be spoilers everywhere. I know you would want to talk about it. So I'm like, I'm not just going to sit there and be like, well, I don't know what happened. Just text Curtis. (laughs) Uh, Curtis died. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) It's the boy now. 
Never mind what's his face. You now carry Thor's head with you all the time. F*** you. <laughs> He's just mouthing off to you the whole time. I don't even like it here. The climate sucks. <laughs> it's like... But yeah, it's like, a single thunderstorm and yeah, I, I totally agree with basically everything Chris is, was saying there and kind of piggybacking off what he was saying. It's not like development for PC, even if it is planned early on, it will not hinder your PS5's quality because you know a PC can easily match it, especially nowadays with some of the new hardware that's out. So that's not the concern there. And absolutely, like it's a first party, even if it's a third party title, but it's an exclusive. It shouldn't matter. It's still an exclusive. Give it, yeah, one to two years. There is still no word now because I thought Final Fantasy VII was supposed to be released to PC as well. Yeah, I mean, we're not. It will eventually, I'm sure. Just like um, it sounds, it's rumored that 16 will as well. And yeah, all this stuff, but it sounds like PlayStation wants. More than just console exclusivity. Which is fine, and I'm okay with that. I'll still play it on the home console. But, and and it still gives me kind of hope for back when the PS5 was revealed and you had games like Demon's Souls and um, uh, what else was there? Something else that had that whole released on PC thing at the oh, end. Oh, that was Final Fantasy 16. Was it 16? Yeah. Yeah, that's what they revealed uh, that trailer and it was right, I think it was initially on the bottom and they re-released the video without yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so even that early info or potential leak, who knows how you look at it, still gives me hope, but I don't know if it'll be enough to keep me from buying a console still because yeah, if I have to wait two, three, four years to play something, yeah, I don't know. I guess they're just going to outweigh like how it affects sales as a whole. They might even just test a game and be like, "Hey, let's release day and date both and see what happens." Yeah. Uh, maybe they don't care. Maybe they make so much money on the PC slash whoever already has a console that they're like, "Well, screw it. We're still making that capital, right?" One fun note: uh, took uh, sixteen years for Final Fantasy VII to come out on the PC. <laughs> <laughs> the nineteen ninety seven version of the game. Uh, took 16 no, years think, for it to show up on Steam. So, so I think Fallen Fantasy 15 only took a year, right? Probably, yeah. I, I think FF8 was even much sooner because I think that mm. might even well, you can't, relatively Well, you can't original. look at the Steam release because there was no. a physical release first. Yeah. So it was, I I'm didn't pretty feel sure like it was released up. before. <laughs> <laughs> Steam's all that matters. Exactly. So yeah, getting back to the point of the topic... Do you think exclusives or at least true exclusives are dead then for let's say two years from now? I would say no, I don't think so. Um, I think would I prefer the teams that are working on making these games for PC work on maybe making a whole new game altogether or optimizing current games? I would prefer that than having their focus split on PC games, but whatever maybe they maybe these are all brand new people they hired off the street to work on these teams if so then hey that's that's good Mm -hmm. yeah my only my only issue i think i see on top of like not i wouldn't love it if it was day and date launches but uh it probably wouldn't ruin me either but my only thing is that i always argue with curtis is I truly think with these new SSDs and the fact that every PS5 is the same, has the same specs, when you make a game truly just for that one thing, it could be so much more powerful. Yeah. But then when you go back to PC, PC can't do that kind of exclusivity. It can't be like everyone that's going to play this game has to have this speed of hard drive. Like it'd be very, and I'm not saying it's impossible, Curtis, you can chime in whenever. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, I am going to chime in because especially with the, re, the recent release of, um, the hell do they call it? Resizable bar for NVIDIA cards. It was basically their counter, which has existed for years, actually in the PCI express technologies. But, uh, when the AMD brought out their cards saying that they had, uh, Smart access memory is what they called it, where their CPU was able to access all the memory of the video card. And NVIDIA recently released an update for their driver, and all their cards can now do that too. 
it's the thing is, is that you have to have a certain set of hardware and software to do that. And it is actually something in Windows where it's flagged that you can do this. It is very easy once uh, direct storage comes out for Windows and even RTX IO, which is basically a very similar thing to that where you'll have to have those flags set. And if you have that, then it's very easy to develop for that. But if you're just exactly basing it off your hardware versus my hardware, obviously it's going to be different. But if you have these things set, which is probably going to be the case if you meet the criteria then your computer can do this then they can develop a lot easier because if you don't have it then the game's just not going to run as well well and that's my thing right like again going back to ratchet and clank you have a game that you need instantaneous loading to get yeah. to those new worlds you couldn't release that on pc like at least it would be so limited that i don't know if you'd make any money like you'd have to be like hey guys sorry but you don't have these very expensive parts sorry Even and i'm like well right now it's yeah it's impossible right now there's no way mm -hmm. so and that's my fear is like if they if they are heading this way you know just like how i'm upset that we're having ps5 what should be ps5 exclusives possibly coming out to ps4 and that might hold it back in the same way pc might and not all of these games obviously some of their so might like minutes in how they're upgrading that you know horizon i don't think there's gonna be big changes that need to be exclusive and that's why that game doesn't concern me but i do think you know the ratchet and clanks the returnals the things that are going to demand these speeds and these new uh properties i just yeah i feel like that could be the conflict but that's just me speculating too i that's why i like having curtis here every time we talk about pc anything uh because he hands down knows way more than i do and sometimes i'm just talking on my ass so uh it's just nice to run it by did God of War's PS5 update not get load time increases too, or am I wrong on that? There's probably little ones, like because I think just in, traditionally, even if they don't get a patch, uh, most games are loading faster. Just from the hardware uh, itself? But yes. I'm wondering whether or not that's something that can just be programmed into the game, though. Like If they know they're going to put it in there, I'm sure it's not hard for them to patch it. It might not be an immediate release thing, but I'm, I'm also not a game developer, so I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Uh, but anyway, I think we talked enough about that. Let's just move on to number five. And this one is E3's 2021 schedule has arrived. This one comes from IGN. Chris, I'll let you take. Yeah, it's pretty much this is just a recap of what the schedule is laid out. Currently. I took out all the times for you, Chris. I thought you'd ET, really enjoy PT, that. CTPPT. <laughs> on sunday june 13th there's the pre-show um that's when microsoft and bethesda is going to have their joint showcase which has been confirmed now uh later in the day there will also be a special presentation from square enix uh sunday we'll also see new information from warner brothers games including back for blood as well as 24 entertainment on the monday june 15th uh, another pre-show a uh, series of indie developers uh for press conferences uh, you're going to get uh, shows from Take-Two, Mythical Games, uh, Freedom Games, Razer, and Capcom. Uh, and then following that, Tuesday, June 15th, uh, is the final pre-show part. Uh, and that will have Nintendo will lay its cards on the table during its E3 2021 uh, through Nintendo Direct and Nintendo Treehouse Live sessions. Uh, following that, news from Bandai Namco and Eureka Games. Uh, the show will then close with the official E3 2021 awards show. Woo! So you guys feeling the heat? You want some E3? The, the the first day is honestly the most interesting. Everything else, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that's usually the way. Capcom, maybe Resident Evil 4 stuff. Resident Evil 9 announced. Yeah, see where that series is going to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I mean we're talking shit right now, but I'm I'm sure we'll all be excited. We'll all watch as much I'm, as possible. I, I think out of the three time. of us, I'm I'm the most excited. I think I did. You been go? Did you go to E3? Hungry? Did you go to E3? No, <laughs> no but I'm, I'm hungry. I'm hungry for yeah, E3 news. just because last year. Uh, and you're right. Like just exciting videos all at once. Yeah. It's my Super Bowl. You know, I've said it all the time. Um, but we're waiting for the PlayStation the, Showcase. That's going to be how many days after this? <laughs> I don't think we're getting one. Honestly, my fear is just the way they've been. You know that interview that we've had. How many? you know, big points of news from um, the horizon state of play. I just, I feel like they're kind of talking too much. That makes me feel like they're going to stay silent for a bit. Couldn't. Like who knows? I could be wrong. Maybe July comes out and there's a huge 
like presentation, which I would love. Um, but they didn't, do, you know, we kind of thought they'd do that last year and they never did. So yeah, it's a little worrisome. Um, but you're right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Square Enix. I want to see this Final Fantasy Origins if it, if the rumors are true. Um, I again hope there's more Final Fantasy 16. I haven't seen anything since that released on the the PlayStation uh, broadcast there before. Um, Even some of the indie you know, stuff, because like we've been seeing some sneak peeks and some indie games that are looking incredible. Which it's like hard to call them indie games when they almost look like quadruple A quality. Well, and even uh, for me, like it's an odd one. I'm not big on first person shooters, but like I'm kind of excited to see after three years what Battlefield Six is going to be. I hear it's going to be modern times again, which kind of excites me. I, I'm not a big fan of World War One or Two or any of that stuff. Uh, but the modern stuff like Battlefield 4 is great. So I'm kind of excited for that. Uh, you know, I'm not expecting anything that's going to blow my shorts off. But like, again, just constant little cool new trailers, new titles. It's enough to make me happy. It's three days of fun. Let's do it. Except maybe the last day because Nintendo. Okay, so that's enough E3 fun. Let us move on to the last article of the day. Well, I hope you like Astro because you'll be seeing more of it. This one comes from Destructoids. Sony Interactive Entertainment Japan has formally introduced its freshly rebranded team Asabi merger, bringing it to an end of tumultuous period that has seen the developer lose many successful and influential game producers. This one's in quotes, following the release of Astro's Playroom for PlayStation 5, Team Asobi is now spreading its wings and growing bigger, said Team Asobi in a press statement. Uh, that quote was much longer. <laughs> I very much summed it up, uh, but you can go check it on your own time and you can see their new fun uh, logo. So hooray. Continuing on, the restructure process brings an end to the original Sony Japan studio that has worked on the design and development of PlayStation titles since the brand's 1994 launch. Over the past six months, Sony Japan's restructured plans have met have been met with an exodus of amazing talent. This includes Silent Hill director Kichiro Tayama. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Bloodborne Luminaries. <laughs> oh my god, no! <laughs> <laughs> Masaki Yamagiwa and Tiriyuki Toriyama. 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 I'm just gonna say all of them and then so many people. All of them. Gravity Rush artist and character designer Shinsuke Sato and veteran producer Kentaro Motomura, who had previously worked on Bloodborne, Dark Cloud, and Everybody's Golf. Team Asobi and Astro's Playroom will now become the driving force behind Sony's Japan Studios internal development, software local localization, IP management, third-party production, and other managerial matters now fall in PlayStation Studios' global network. It is most certainly an end of an era. The Home of Play podcast okay. would like to apologize for our name pronunciations. Uh, it's just what you're going to get, so that's what you get. We're, we're sorry for all <laughs> friends and family that had to go through that. <laughs> it's like, and any therapy is not, uh, you know, we don't have to pay for that, so shut the hell up. <laughs> so anyway, how do you guys feel about this? Are you excited for more Astro? Because that is definitely what it sounds like. Yeah, I'll take it or leave it. I'd rather them, like, I mean, it's, the game was fun. It was like, a, it was a really, it was an interesting tech demo for the system, show all the haptic feedback and all that kind of stuff so it was interesting but if are we expecting like a big story based game uh, I don't know what to expect am I going to be interested in the character of Astrobot I don't know I hope they focus on more than just that mm -hmm. and Curtis have you even played any Astrobot game no I haven't okay I can't remember what I've I guess I played a little bit of um Whatever the first thing I was on PS4 came with it, that you couldn't delete. Thank you. And then, yeah, I did play some of Astrobot um, that recently came out on the PS5. And I beat one level of it. It was fine. You know, it's a very, like you said, Chris, I think you nailed it. It's a great tech demo for the controller. Um, it's fun. I like, you know, it, that it's PlayStation's new mascot. It almost feels like he's slowly choking uh, the sack boy to death <laughs> and trying to take his spot in the spotlight. Um, but I also, yeah, I'm not excited. You know, all the names of, you know, Silent Hill director, we got Bloodborne, Gravity Rush, uh, a Dark Cloud is a soft spot in my heart there. It just, 
if it means we're losing those kind of games for more Astro, that would be very disheartening. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I hope that, yes, it means more Astro. Yes, they're going to push this new mascot onto us, but there's going to be stuff that we don't know about well, in the background. Are, are you, I just want to, are you reading that right? Because those are all people who left the company. Yeah. Oh, but I'm, oh okay. No, with, but I just mean, my, yeah, I just mean that they're, they could move on to something just, better. And maybe th those games will still come out because those no, people no. have left the team. And, th and that's what I'm saying. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm hoping that this, you know, being like the original team that just made Astro, like I'm, I'm praying that they're allowed to grow from this. Yeah. And it's not just the Astro company, yeah. you know? And that the people who left move on and continue to do the amazing things that they did do previously. It sounds like most of them did. I've heard many of them start their own company I, and so on like that. I guess that, it all so. depends on... I don't know if we'll see sequels to any of these things because it depends who has the rights and all that stuff. So yes. that could be an issue. But maybe they'll form another PlayStation first-party studio, right? Yep. So we'll move on to the end of news because we're running, running a little low on time here. So we're just going to carry forward to the homework. What is homework? Homework is when we just don't have enough time for all the news that came out this week. So we basically try to give you the headlines, the places you can find them, and then you can go educate yourselves if any of them interest you. So we're going to homework number one, Destruction All-Stars is adding bots to make up for low player numbers online. This one comes from VGC and uh, surprises no one, right, Chris? No, I still haven't tried it. I, I keep meaning to like <laughs> want to try it, but eh, eh. I just think the, too uh, many of these games, they come out so yeah. fast and it's just, yeah, uh. like... You can't. How are you going to grab anyone's attention in you know a time that these games just seem to come out? It's not weekly, a console right? seller. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so we'll move on to the next one. CD Projects Q1 2021 net profits are down 65 percent in part due to fixing Cyberpunk 2077. This one comes from IGN and another one that's not so surprising. Uh, they seem to be almost bragging. They were a little brazen when they put out the numbers of how like. Yeah, we got kicked out of PlayStation Network, but, you know, look, we still sold 13 million copies. Like, yay us. And now <laughs> it seems like uh, not so yay us. And that was a very awkward investor's call. Uh, I'm not. I'm sure you guys aren't too surprised by this either. No, no. I mean, it would have to go down, right? Uh, E3's 2021's list of banned words reportedly include Canada and Toe Jam. That one comes from VGC. Uh... Don't ask me why, but I guess we won't be getting a toe, a toe Jam and Earl sequel, which everybody's waiting for. Toe Jam in Canada game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. There's just an update to that article, too. And uh, I think the claim was basically that a lot of the words are just tests because they're trying to do this new process. But who knows if that's correct? Unless Canada I hear is a Canadian. Test. Yeah, I want it. I want unless I hear can't. Canadian reference at all in E3, I'll know it wasn't in fact a test, and Canada is now a bad term. Uh, no Man's Sky is getting a complete o a visual overhaul in the Prisms update. This one comes from IGN. You can watch the video on it. It does it look slightly prettier? Yes, there's uh, some new features. That, does this still uh, just impressive that it keeps going? Does it still justify that the price is still near full price? I... Absolutely. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> sarcasm. Uh, apparently. <laughs> It's got VR, man. You can't stop this thing. It's got DLSS support on PC. Ooh. You playing it? <laughs> no. Uh, I own it. But, I own uh, it, yeah. You own it too? Yeah. We should bump chips, you know we what I'm should. saying? <laughs> Let's do it. Are they cross-play? Well, like, you have a, a I don't console, know. I thought Steve. they were talking about that. I'm, I don't know if they implemented that. I could be wrong. Unless Curtis, I, I assume you have it on the PC version, Curtis, right? Oh, of course I do. Yeah, yeah okay. So I, d I don't know if it's cross-play. You guys should yeah, look well, into that if you're really serious about it. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris is all offended. Like, we're leaving him out. He's like, yeah, I don't want to fly no, ships. I, I want to see you guys actually take the time to play this game. Horizon Forbidden West got new details on free climbing and the combat was revealed. And that comes from IGN. I think me and Chris should just <laughs> kind of come back full circle. Last week, we were kind of shitting on the gameplay reveal. Uh, it, I did mention that it might have been a bad stream we were watching, and it does seem that no, was the case. It was Though I think we all argue, I don't believe that was truly 60 frames per second or anything like that. So uh, I'm going to stay true to that one. We're not arguing amongst uh, ourselves. I, we're just arguing to the world in general that it's no way that's 60 frames. 
Yes. Uh, so anyway, I just want to put that out that it did run a little smoother. The initial video I saw was horrible, apparently, and IGN later uploaded a more, you know, a better, more stable, not streaming video. <laughs> so, yay. Following the launch of Balan Wonderworld, Yuji Naka is no longer employed by Square Enix, and that comes from Destructoid. Yeah, I don't know. People basically are seemingly surprised Balan Wonderworld didn't do good because for some reason he was attached to co-creator Sonic, and somehow that just meant it was going to be a, an amazing game. Yeah, I'm like, well, you know, my opinion, obviously, but Sonic? You thought a Sonic creator was going to make, the, you know, the next, like, Break Last of Us, whatever you, you want to use, insert <laughs> game title here. That's amazing. Yeah, basically, uh, I I don't understand, but it is a little disheartening that like you know you have one bad game, and hopefully it was by his own choice. I think that's what I'd like to say. Uh, but that basically ends it. The only one I'll put here is the article we sourced from a PlayStation blog. It had a lot more details in there. I do definitely recommend you read it yourself. Uh, it's a good one. So anyway, it's Herman Holst Q&A. What's next for PlayStation Studios? And that's on the PlayStation blog. Uh, otherwise, we're done. That's it for the week. We will see you next Monday. Until then, I just want to say thank you for your time. Your time is your most valuable currency. And we just appreciate you giving us any of it. So until next week, we're saying goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Um, but I think you have to go like three buttons deep or something. So, um, but yeah, as far as the, <laughs> you dick, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just too easy. Three buttons deep. So deep. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it when I said it, That's, but I committed to it. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but here comes your three <laughs> buttons. There it is. <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, oh, you hit all my right combos. <laughs> You hit my Konami code. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say the Konami code. You got you got me. We have too much fun here. Uh, Sorry. 